Welcome to the Powerline Podcast, the official podcast of Greystone Power. I'm your host, Adam Elrod. On today's episode, we'll be talking to line foreman Josh Jones all about what happened in Louisiana during the restoration efforts from Hurricane Laura. So let's jump right on in to episode number three of the Powerline Podcast. Greystone members are used to reliable power. The work our linemen do each day positively affects our members' lives. Recently, members at Jeff Davis Electric Co-op were hit by Hurricane Lorem. Our linemen jumped into action to help those in need, and their members got to experience the same reliability ours do. I'm excited today to talk to Josh Jones all about the restoration efforts that Greystone's linemen assisted with in the aftermath of Hurricane Laura. Josh, welcome to the podcast. Oh, I'm glad to be here. Can you paint a picture for our members of what the damage was like in Louisiana? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like total de- devastation when we first got down there. It was, uh, I've been there, tw- I've been here 26 years at Greystone Power. I've gone on many storms, and that is the first time I've seen an area devastated as bad on the transmission side as it was on the dis- distribution side. Um, we we were honestly we were all in amaze amazement on uh, how bad it was actually tore up down there. Um, just kind of give you a picture of what we what we went through as we got there. Uh, first night, uh, you know, you're driving all the way down to Louisiana and everything looks fine, and then all of a sudden it goes from everything's fine to everything's just devastated and. Uh, first night we got there, um, had to sleep in our trucks. Uh, the next next day, uh, we actually went out to uh, to work, um, and they were still trying to even figure out what they had. Um, they had tent companies coming in, putting up tents because they had uh, they didn't have anybody anywhere for anybody to stay. They had all this help coming, but everybody. Uh, nowhere to stay so we all uh you know a normal day was you sleeping in a tent uh about the size of a football field with another three or four hundred linemen sleeping on cots um, they brought in enclosed trailers with restrooms and showers in them put up tents for us to eat out of uh, and then you'd take off to uh to go to some of these uh areas to work where there was just nothing. I mean, you were basically rebuilding their electrical system. It was a uh, pretty tough stuff, you know, a lot, a lot rougher than what I've seen in a while. Yeah, that's definitely more, I more than I've seen. I've seen a few things here and there when we've got hit by storms, but I've definitely never seen something to the magnitude of what was described down at Jeff Davis. Um, I know that we talked to some of their public relations professionals just to try to keep track of what was going on um, with y'all and where y'all are at. And they told us that they had actually lost 100% of their members' powers. And that included 2,000 broken poles. In a situation like that, where do you even start at first when trying to restore the electricity? Well, I mean, the first thing you have to do is you got to get eyes on the ground so you can actually see what you have, start uh, assessing the damage uh and then and then from that point you you just start putting uh putting all your help where we can start getting the most folks on um 
most of the time you, you're going to start at the substation and you're going to work your way out. Uh, substations where we're getting the power from the transmission, uh, we get it down to our distribution voltage and then we start pushing it out to our members. Um, what was funny down there, well, not funny, but I guess uh, something that I haven't seen a lot of is most of the time when you go on these storms, the distribution side is tore up pretty bad. You know, they're always the distribution side is always pretty bad, but the transmission side decided actually coming from generation and taking it to the substations, you know, for the most part, uh, they have that back on relatively quick because it's not, uh, it's not tore up or damaged quite as bad as distribution. Where this, what makes this interesting down there was that both sides were tore up equally. Uh, there was just as many transmission poles broke as there was distribution. That's what makes it so hard. You would get the distribution up ready to come hot, but you couldn't make it hot because the transmission wasn't ready to get power. So down at Jeff Davis, they were actually moving in mobile generators into their substations uh, because it may be another month before the transmission gets hot to the substations. So they were actually powering them off of uh, mobile generators, uh, their consumers, uh, until transmission to get back on and from what i understand there's some parts down in the lower louisiana where they served on the, toward the coast uh which there's not a lot of folks down there but there's a lot of line to get down there that it could be after the first year before they even see power after this storm and then as i was following them on um, facebook i seen this last hurricanes hit them and it took them back down to a they were totally out again their entire system uh, after this last hurricane just hit, uh, and they're they're working to get their stuff back online again, so they've been oh. hit now, you know, within the last two months, and just taking all the way down to nobody on each time. Wow, that's that's a lot of devastation from these natural disasters. I know they had only gotten up to seventy five percent from what I'd seen on their Facebook page, and like you said, they still had a little ways to go. To hear that they've been hit again hard, that is a that that's unfortunate to hear about. Um, and you know, you look at the terrain they have down at the coast around there. I saw pictures that y'all sent back to us and everything, and it's a lot different than what we're used to in Georgia. So I imagine that also uh, makes it a little bit more difficult to get the power restored. Were there other types of obstacles that y'all ran into restoring power? Um, other than maybe just the terrain or any kind of wildlife or anything? Yeah, yeah, well, definitely, definitely. Down there, you know, we're not used to, uh, of course, we're not used to alligators around here, you know. But uh, down there, they have a lot of uh, a lot of the canals and all right on the side of the road. And they got, there was tons of water in them. And, the, and there was and there was ton of alligators out there. And we're having to cross all, all of them to get to our poles because usually the poles were were set back off of, off the back side of these uh, canals and it was uh we're going through in waders you know and water's chest deep and you know you've already gone through and seen two or three different alligators in there you know now now granted these aren't the 12 foot monsters that you've seen but still from uh some of us from up up around here there you know that's not something you see every day so you don't really know how to react but all the Everybody down there is telling you, you know, just as about like a snake, I guess if you're not going to aggravate it, it won't aggravate you. But that definitely took a little bit of getting used to. But the water, the water being so high, having to work around it was a, 
was a little aggravating at first. I know uh, the longer they went down there, the the water receded a lot, uh, which helped out. And then at first, it was just getting materials. Uh, you don't think about it, but just getting wire material stuff to rebuild the system, uh, getting trucks to get it down there. Uh, they had to get a tent up to make a mobile mobile warehouse down there. Uh, we were actually, you know, it was at a we were staying at an airport, so they were just tents up everywhere and trying to trying to get as much uh, material, uh, something else you don't think about is fuel. You know, you got all these trucks, people wanting to work, but there's no gas stations open with any fuel for miles each way, you know? So uh, th those were the thing, the little things you don't think about, you know, uh, were the hardest, were the hardest things to overcome, but yeah, the longer we were there, the the better it got. The, you know, everybody they're gonna adjust and you know do what they got to do to to get stuff on. And and everything started uh, coming in and start getting materials. And everybody started learning kind of lay the land and how to do stuff. And it makes things a lot easier out there as 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 the week went on. You know. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I would have never even thought about the fuel aspect or the material side of things. Um, definitely get the canal side cause you can see the pictures, but I can imagine that definitely, uh, changed the process of working for sure. And you, you talked about the canals and the alligators and I just think a line work in general is just a dangerous job and going into an area after a natural disaster, I got to imagine that it's, uh, at an even higher level. What motivates you to go out and help like during these times? Uh, well, it's, it's, you know, line work, you know, and, and I'm sure people said it forever and ever, but I mean, it's, it's like a brotherhood, you know, I mean, every, you go out here and you help other linemen and, and, um, you know, it's weird. You hear it, you hear it, uh, you hear it happen, you know, people need help and it's just something inside of you is like, I want to go, I want to go help, you know, get me down there. Let's go help. And eventually one day you're hoping that you would get repaid, you know, that they would without hands down, stop what they're doing to, to come give you a hand, you know, I mean, cause these are all, when you start thinking about linemen, what's funny about it is every lineman out here, we all do the same things. We all go through the same things. Um, experiences, um, everything's the same. So, you know, we know what they're going through. They know what we've gone through. You know, I mean, it's kind of a, and, and, you know, at those times, that's when you need help. You, you, you don't, I wouldn't, I would, I would expect a lineman to drop anything if I needed help. And I mean, it's just, it's, it's hard to explain, but it's just something that's inside of you that when it happens, you know what you got to do and you just want to go do it, you know? Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense. And I mean, and I gotta imagine it's even a little more ingrained in in the linemen because, you know, we're co-op and cooperation among cooperatives is our number six of all of our co-op principles. So it makes a lot of sense. And I know all of us at Grayson are proud of the work that y that y'all do when y'all leave to go out of town to help work on uh, these other systems. We've kind of already touched on it a little bit about how. Their members have been out of power for a long time, and now they've been hit again by another hurricane. How did their members react when y'all restored their power? Are there any stories of members' kindness towards the linemen you'd like to share? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, they, uh, 
I'll be honest with you, their members were, were, were pretty awesome because, um, you know, it, which I guess living in that, that side of the country and knowing that you may go through hurricanes and knowing, you know, they probably have to deal with that a lot more than we do up around this area. But, but you know, these members, you know, they know they're going to be out two, three weeks, a month, possibly longer. Some going to be possibly first of the year, you know, and the first thing they ask, you know, is not how long is it going to take? The, it isn't yelling. It isn't screaming. It isn't. It's what do y'all need? Y'all need some water? You need us to give you anything? You know, they're asking us what we need. They're the ones sitting here and their stuff is tore up. Don't know when they're going to get power back. And they're wanting to know what we need. And I mean, I just, I, I, I said, I told them. Um, I told the people at that co-op several different times. I said, you know, this is really amazing that, you know, your, your members, uh, and then it may be the fact that they're used to it. I don't know, but I mean, your members are asking us what we need and they're the ones sitting here. That's, you know, got nothing. I mean, that stuff's all messed up, but, uh, we were sitting, um, uh, we were sitting down there one day and I had these two ladies stop and they had a car full of, uh, plates the styrofoam plates that they hadn't made they hadn't had no power they they they'd been out of power for almost a week at this point um and they were just riding around trying to find someone some people that were working to give food to and you had uh we were we were sitting there getting ready to uh, go to a, the next spot to work and they rolled up and gave us it was like 20 plates i can't remember how much they hold back of their car was full up and they were just driving around and as they seen people they would stop ask them how many plates they need if they needed drinks they'd give it to them thank for work and uh you know they were do you know where somebody else might be working we'll go give them some food you know and that's that's the kind of stuff you've seen um all the time because every time you'd come into tent city which is what we were calling it where we were staying um during the day they were there had been people they'd come by and brought out, brought in homemade cookies, different stuff, you know. And so they're worrying about us instead of worrying about, you know, the devastation that they just had to go through, you know, which was, it was pretty awesome, you know. Well, that is a, yeah, that's definitely noteworthy to talk about. And I'm, I'm glad we have the opportunity to talk about it today because that is, hearing that kind of kindness, uh, it's not something you always hear about when devastation like that happens. And so hearing that is, is a really good thing. So I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you, is there anything else that about the experience that you'd like to tell our members about or anything else you'd like to say before I let you go? Well, just the fact that, um, if they would, if, if people could keep them, uh, keep Jeff Davis in their prayers after being hit again, you know, they're, this is, they're having a rough time right now. Um, so this is, they, 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 uh, they wasn't even fully recovered. Now they were back down to zero again and having to work their way back again. And I'm sure they're not, they don't have as much help down there now as they did at, at the beginning. Cause once these disasters, once these restoration efforts, if they last this long, you know, people, just like us, you know, we sent two rounds. Uh, so we were down there almost a month. We had crews down there for almost a month. Uh, but when you've got 
that many people away from home, you still got work you've got to do to keep your members on. So, you know, a lot of people start getting backed up, so they got to bring their help back and now they're hit again. So it's kind of a, um, you know, that, you know, they don't have as much help now as they did the first time. So this is going to be a, a another a hard uh, restoration effort for them. So if we could just keep them in their prayers and uh, hope that they can get all their members back on as uh, quickly as possible down there. Yeah, definitely. Josh, I greatly appreciate your time. I, I appreciate you telling us all about what happened down in Louisiana. This is kind of the side of – uh, our business that a lot of times we don't get to share the good news of what our linemen are doing um, from this angle. And I'm I'm thankful that we've got to tell our members all about how y'all went down there and about what it was like. And I just want to thank you for your time this morning. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me, Adam. Well, that is all the time we have today. Go ahead and subscribe to the Powerline Podcast so each new episode will be in your podcast feed as they come out. And if you don't mind, go ahead and give us a five-star review as well. This has been the Powerline Podcast. Thanks for listening.